Welcome to Boca Lead. It is so good to see you on our live stream today. Thank you so much for joining us. We're streaming live on Facebook, so we'd encourage you to share it there as well, out to your social networks. We appreciate you doing that. I got to tell you, we miss having you here in person. There's normally 400 people in this room, and we love the business community of South Florida, and we miss seeing you in person, but we love that you're here on our live stream. If this is your first time here, Boca Lead exists to raise the bar of character and ethics throughout South Florida, and we're going to do that again today. As Pastor Bill is giving his talk, you can follow along in the notes, which you should have received in the email. You can also go to bocalead.com and follow along. There's some fill in the blanks as he's going through the material. So I encourage you to do that. Normally here on the first Thursday of the month, we have a meal. I'm going to pray even though we're not eating here in person. So let's pray now. God, I thank you for this time. I thank you for leaders gathered around South Florida and even around the world on this live stream. I thank you that you are working in the lives of so many people. And we know that there's people in our region and around the world that are struggling, that are hurting, that need something. And I pray that this community of people watching would be an encouragement, that this community of people would lead by example. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. I, I want to thank many of you that contributed to the Boca Lead Relief Fund. We've had this open for about the last 30 days, and many of you contributed your registration fees. Many of you went even above and beyond that. And I'm excited to tell you that we have raised just under $4,000 to help go out into the community. And if you'd like to donate to the Boca Lead Relief Fund, you'll see the instructions on the screen. We so appreciate your donations, and we're excited to tell you what we've been doing in the community with those funds. One of the things that we've been able to do over the last week or so is partner with Food for the Poor. Food for the Poor has a table at Boca Lead every month, and we are excited that they were able to donate some supplies to us that we were able to get out into the community. And we'd love to show you a quick recap of that now. One of our team members, Clay Hecox, is going to share the story. So let's take a look. Hey, as you can see around me and all behind me, there are bags of goods everywhere. There's literally hundreds out here and hundreds more coming. We've already made several deliveries and more to come. And what these are, these are filled with just fun little goodies like, like paper towels, napkins, Tide Pods, shampoo, conditioner, uh, Dawn dish soap, and above all, toilet paper. And these bags aren't going to change anybody's life materially. But what we're really hoping to do is just bless our neighbors, bless people in the community. And inside that bag is this card that says, praying for you. And somebody might say, well, you don't know me. I don't. But you're still being prayed for. And the card also says, Boca Raton Community Church. And we've been blessed with a, a gift, a donation, literally an 18-wheeler with 41 pallets of these goods. And so it has allowed us to put these bags together and to reach out into the community. And what we're really trying to do is to share the Lord's love with everyone, to share in our abundance, to just let the community be blessed by all that they're able to receive and we're able to help them in any way that we can. This is our small token to reach out to our community and our neighbors. 
it has been amazing to see these goods getting out into the community. And these goods were donated, but some of your donations made it possible for us to be able to get the forklift, be able to get the bags. And a huge thanks to one of our Bocalead partners, Food for the Poor, here every month at Bocalead. They were able to donate these goods to us, made it possible for us to get it out into the community. So thank you to Food for the Poor. Also, for kids, they're here every month. You guys are here at Bocalead. We're able to get some masks out in the community, and they were able to serve as a distribution point to get some of these goods out to people that need it in the community. The Boca Raton Tribune has been here at Boca Lead since the inception, and we thank you for helping us get the word out about all that's going on here. The Junior League of Boca Raton helping us get over 3,000 diapers into the community for people, for families that need it. Thank you for your work, for the gift for getting shampoo and conditioner out in the community. Thank you for doing that. And finally, Heart to Heart, a great ministry helping get these much-needed supplies into senior care facilities around South Florida. And, and Pastor Bill, even in addition to these, the Islamic Center of Boca Raton, which is here at Boca Lead, St. Gregory's, were able to be distribution sites in helping us get this out into the community. That's right. And you hear me say every month that it's so important that we who have been given so much give to others. I believe God gives to us and we get so much that we need to be giving out. And so this is what we were doing. So Cameron, all those goods, because a lot of people don't understand what a pallet is. There were 41 pallets of hundreds of pounds each. How much did that all add up to just monetarily? All 41 pallets together was over $200,000 worth of goods. So think about that. $200,000 that was given to us here at Boca Lead and Boca Community Church from one of our partners who sits here in this room every uh, month at Boca Lead, Food for the Poor, who got it from another group up in Cincinnati uh, called Matthew 25 Ministries, and all came and then it all got distributed, many of whom were a part of Boca Lead. We used you as the distribution points, and then we went to other places as well, and we look forward to doing this on a continual basis because we believe in the reality that we have been given. And thank you for those of you who have supported the Boca Lead Relief Fund as well. That's beginning to be used and distributed. Even that forklift that we had to rent, we used the money that you had been given. So thank you very much for doing that. And Cameron and your team, thank you for making this all happen. Thank you. Good. Well, welcome to our second live stream of Boca Lead. We're excited that you're here. You're not physically here. Again, we're in the room of Boca Lead, where normally there are about 400 people. And again, there's only four of us here today, but you are out listening and being a part of this and enjoying this, and we thank you. How have you been doing this month? We haven't talked. A few of you I've talked to, but how are you doing? I hope you're doing well, and things are changing in our country, things are changing in our own community, and hopefully things will start to open up as the weeks roll on, and many of you have kids who are graduating and and other things happening, and I know it's a very odd time, so I wish you well during this time. There's something very important. I had a quote um, that I've been sharing because I know so many people around the world, and we talk to so many, we work in about 30 countries, we are all in the same storm. If you go anywhere in the world, we're all in this same crisis together, but we are not all in the same boat. Usually people go, oh, we're all in the same boat, and we're all in the same storm, but in this storm, this crisis, we are not in the same boat. Some of us 
are in boats that are going to hold us up better than others. And some are on little dinghies and with one little oar and are barely staying afloat in this crisis. And we who have resources and opportunities need to help others. And many of you who have employees, you're going to need to help them. You have others in the community that you're going to need to help. And that is a part of what Boca Lead is about, is to get us to think not only of ourselves, and yes, we do need to think of ourselves, but also to be thinking of others. Because this storm is not over when the masks are creeping down off and the gloves start being taken off. Because as I mentioned to you last month, I believe there's at least three parts to this crisis. First of all, we're in the medical part of this, the COVID-19 part of the crisis, looking for vaccines, looking for serums, trying to make this all work, distancing. That's the first part. But it's turning into an economic crisis when the whole world economy grinds to a halt. It's going to take a long time for that to get back on the rails and moving along. And all of us are going to be affected by it. But some are going to be more affected by it than others. And for some, it's going to turn into a humanitarian crisis. And you and I who live here in South Florida, you go, boy, we've dodged the bullet. It's like the hurricane that misses us. Well, no, the bullets are still being shot out there, and we need to help others. Because though we may not have gotten sick, and though maybe we are not economically as affected as others, we need to be out there helping others. Well, these last uh, few months, we've been in a subject, and I'd like to talk about, and you have your sheets, and if you weren't able to print it out, just take some notes, and you can print it out later. You can re-listen to this live stream as well. And there's four things we have been talking about, heart, smarts, spine, and soul. So a couple months ago, we talked about heart and the whole area of passion and uh, desire within the business. I won't talk about that today. Last month, we talked about smarts and the importance to understand how to critically think. And we're going to come back to that again today as we bring together these concepts. And the third is this, spine. Spine, the importance of a backbone. Now more than ever, we need to have a backbone in our business, a backbone in our own uh, thinking, in our families, because things are crumbling around us. Just the normal day-to-day things are crumbling, but yet we need a backbone. And so we're going to talk about that today. Why do we need a backbone? What does it mean to have a spine? And then how can we apply it to our daily lives? So let's start out with a story. You know how I love stories and Uh, Many of you have been to the West, as I have. Elizabeth and I go out every once in a while, and we love to go to the big parks, whether it's the Muir Woods or to see the Sequoias or the Redwoods, those big trees. We don't have them in South Florida. We have smaller trees. We have palms and some pines and some oaks, but out there they have those enormous trees. And when you walk into these parks, they usually have a cutting, a slice of a tree that's bigger than my arms around, and some of them can even, you can drive a small car through the tree. They're so big, and they have this cutting, and this cutting looks like this, doesn't it? Well, what is this? This is a cutting of a tree, and there are two parts to this. There are these rings on the tree, and there's two parts to the rings. There's the lighter part, which is the fleshier part when the tree is alive. It's the, the lively part of the tree. And then there's the darker, what we would call the rings, that are the dead part of it. Well, what's interesting is one fleshy part, one dark ring equals a year. 
And so they always say, count the rings, and you can tell how old it is. And so in, out in uh, the Sequoias and all, they'll have one, and they'll say, this is when the Revolutionary War was, and this is when the Civil War was, and this is when World War I started, and this is when World War II ended. And you go, my goodness, this is an old tree. And some of them are hundreds and hundreds of years old, and they've been able to count the rings. Well, have you ever thought what those rings are? Well, the fleshy part of the rings, the lighter part, are the parts that grow, the parts that are living, and it's the parts that happen in the spring and the summer of the year. The darker part, the thinner part, but in some points it is thick, the darker parts are the, what we would call the dead parts, but those are the parts that grow in the autumn and in the winter the autumn and winter. So you want to have the big fleshy parts because that's the summer and spring. We all want to live in the summer and spring of life, but there's also the harder part. That's where the winter comes. That's where the snow blizzards come. That's where the ice storms come. And in that, the tree develops a harder crust, a harder part. And what I've been told, and I'm not from the West, but what I've been told is the backbone of a hardwood tree are the rings, the dark rings, representing the winter. So there's a hundred rings. If it's a hundred years old, it's a hundred winters. And that is the backbone holding up the flesh. We think the roots hold it up. No, the roots feed it. The roots help it to not topple maybe, but what helps it go straight up is the rings that happen in the wintertime. Can I bring it to today? The crisis we are in today is the winter. It is developing an opportunity for you and for me to have a stronger backbone, a stronger spine in our own lives, in our own workplace, in our own families, in our own nonprofit world as we work here in South Florida. Yes, I would love it to be summer and just have that fleshy part and that good part and the growing part, but there is a time, and we are in that time right now. We are in the winter. It doesn't feel like it because it's very hot outside today, but we are in the winter. And what are we going to do about it? So today, what I'd like to do is I'd like to talk about four parts of this winter, that crisis that we are in, kind of the negative side. And then I'm going to talk about four very positive things that we need to look at, the opportunities to look at it, and then I'm going to give some applications to it. So can we begin? We're going to use it in a little um, acrostic, V-U-C-A, that'll be the four problems, and then V-U-C-A, the four kind of answers to those problems, and then I'll give some applications. So let's begin, shall we? The first is V, volatility. Volatility. We are in a time of volatility. Now you say, we always live in volatility. The markets go up, the markets go down. Gas goes up, gas goes down. Um, Trends go up, trends go down. My house value goes up, my house value, yeah. You're right, life does have volatility. But what it is, it's the rate of change and the things that are changing is so fast is amazing, it's rapid, it's unpredictable, it's unstable, and in many ways, it's unexpected. If I were standing here on the first week of March, I wouldn't be talking about this. But the second week of March, volatility took over, and it changed our whole world. So volatility is what's happening to us. The second thing 
here is uncertainty. Uncertainty is the timing, the resources and opportunity are confusing. It's unclear about the present reality. This is interesting. People go, what are you going to do next week? How are you going to deal with these? Like, it's pretty uncertain right now. You're familiar with our property, those of you who are part of Boca Lead. And I know many of you are watching maybe for the first time, and we welcome you uh, to our friendship here. We love the community that we have here. But guess what? There's nobody here. We have 20 acres, a couple hundred thousand square feet. We have a school of 650 kids. There's thousands of people that walk on this property every single day. And for the last two months, there have been five of us here. Five. Three maintenance people, the bookkeeper, and me. Now, as we begin to open up, we have a few more people here, but maybe there's 20 on this whole entire huge campus. Why? Because times are uncertain. And if you were to say just two months ago, This whole place is going to be shut down. I'll say, we've been here 70 years. We've never been shut down. Oh, a few days for a hurricane, a few days for a storm, a few days maybe the lights went out, maybe a week at a time. But it's been two months, and it's growing, and its times are uncertain. So we have volatility, uncertainty, and the third area is complexity. This is one complex situation. There are more opportunities and more disruptions good and bad, present themselves, and they multiply. This is, un- this is like weeds. It's just when you thought it couldn't get more complex, it's getting more complex. Every article I read, every news article I see, every uh, person I talk to around the world, it just gets more complex. They add a layer of complexity to this. So you have this volatility, this uncertainty, this complexity. And then the fourth one is this, ambiguity. What is ambiguity? Ambiguity is this. When I see you, I see clearly. When I take this off, you're ambiguous. I can't see you. I don't really know. And this is what we've done. Our glasses that give us clear view have been shoved off our faces. All of us. They've been shoved up. Or those of you who wear contacts, your contact's sitting at the top of your eye and you can't see. Those of you who don't wear glasses don't have a clue what I'm talking about, but you will someday. And this is our glasses, and we feel like Mr. Magoo looking for our glasses, and all of a sudden you hear a crunch, and you realize you stepped on the glasses, and it even becomes worse. Ambiguity, meaning is out of focus. It's muted, and sometimes it's even lost. You ask the questions, why do we do the things that we do? You're not sure of the choices and the direction to take. Well, that's the negative side. Now, you know me. I always talk about how to work through this, and I think there's some incredible things that you and I can do to work out and work through this volatility. Some of us go, boy, I wish I didn't have to enter this. Well, can I just tell you, there's seven or eight billion people walking through this. You're going to walk through this too, this volatility and uncertainty and ambiguity and complexity. So how do we walk through it? Let's look. First of all, and I'm going to use the same acronym, the V-U-C-A, vision. Where there is volatility, you and I need to have vision. Here's a question I need to ask you before I even go to the definition is this. As you think about what you do, whether it's your family, your nonprofit work, your business, your own personal investments, the way you live your life, kind of Bill Mitchell, Inc., use your own name, just kind of your life, Do you have an overriding purpose to what you do? 
because that overriding purpose is so important. Everything is being shaken underneath. And you go, it's just not the same. And you're right, it's not the same. Again, since I run a church and we run a school, how do you run school without kids? How do you run church without people? Well, I got to tell you, our school is growing. I can't believe it. They're telling me there are new students being added. Now, how do new students get added when you don't have a school? Because we do have a school, because we have a vision for that. The vision to train children and kids in high school doesn't change. How we're training them is changing. The vision that we have to have community and to have people commune with God, commune with themselves, and commune with others hasn't changed in our church. So we have 43 online studies going on. Well, we didn't have any online studies going on two months ago. Now we have 43 of them because for a while we cannot come together. Vision is the alignment or sometimes you need to figure out some of the things I do, I don't have a reason for doing it. Maybe you need to realign what you do of your long-term beliefs, your long-term values, the things that are important to you. If character is important to you, as it is for us here at Boca Lead, that doesn't change. If helping people is a character quality that you have, that doesn't change. How you do it is a different way. If giving the best product or service that you give is a value to you, that doesn't change. How you actually give that product or service may very well change because of the times that we are in. Our beliefs do not change with the fickleness of the day. We have to keep the big picture in our picture at all times. We have to think of that big picture, have the focus to think of that. That's V. Now, what is it, you? Understanding. In the uncertainty, can you understand things? And I believe we can. That's the focus part. Leaders define reality. And you know what? The reality is this. For us, there's nobody in this room. And yet last month, we had almost three times the number of people at Boca Lead live stream than we do at Boca Lead physically. Now, it's not the same. We're going to get back as soon as we can. But to understand that many of you have never participated, and we are glad to introduce to you Boca Lead. And so it's something that we have been able to do because we understand. We could have just said, no Boca Lead for four months and just shut it down. And a lot of people are just shutting things down. But I got to tell you, you've got to move towards understanding. For instance, not saying things like, when things get back to normal. Here's something that I don't want you to say about your clients, your customers, your vendors. I hope you're contacting them because the one thing you don't want to say is six months from now, when this thing is over and you're kind of back as business as usual, that you go, hey, how are you doing in the spring of 2020? What did you do in the summer of 2020? You don't want to talk to your customers like that. You want to talk to your customers now and go, what can I do to help you? I know you don't need to buy my, my service or my product right now, but how can I help you through this crisis? What can I do to help you? We have about 1,000 people in our congregation, and so every couple of weeks we call every one of them. How can we help you? We're not going to see them for who knows how long, but we want to help our people. You need to be helping your people. And not just saying, when things get back to normal, we'll deal with it. We are all in a new normal. We need to create stability 
and security for our people, for our teams. I even have, if you go to church or your temple or your mosque, for your other places, whatever it is that you do, you need to be a part of creating stability. Now, the next one is clarity. Where there's complexity, we need to draw clarity to that. Accept what you can and cannot change. People are going, boy, if I could only do this, if I could only do that. Well, you can't sometimes do this or do that. What can you do? I got to tell you, um, for instance, bankers. Let's just take banking, for instance. Okay, I've, I've been to my bank several times in the last month, and it's really kind of funny because I go with gloves and a bandana on. I'm going, I'm going to the bank with a bandana on. And we as a, a, a leadership team, we had to go and sign some papers. And so there was four of us, all tall guys, walking into a bank with bandanas on. I just thought, is this a Butch Cassidy and Sundance Kid moment or not? It was fantastic. I, I said, let's take a selfie in front of the guard with all our bandanas and gloves on. And she was there, and we were laughing about it. But there needs to be clarity, and I appreciate the bankers who have done what needs to be done because there's been so many bankers who have kind of said, oh, I can't do this. All those new government programs, I don't get. But there have been some who have been so incredible. I've just watched them prosper. And by prospering, they're helping people like us. And when they help people like us, ultimately, they're helping themselves. It's an incredible circle, and I appreciate that. And I could talk about many industries. Obviously, we talk about the medical and the teaching professions, and what a great job you guys have done and you ladies have done. It's just unbelievable. My daughter's in the educational field, and the things she's had to create in the last two months has just been fantastic. And it's brought clarity. Is it perfect? No. Is it just right? No but it's brought clarity to a very difficult situation. And we want clarity around information, processes, strategies, purposes. And here's the key. Communicate, communicate, communicate. Here in my staff, I have a staff of about 30 that work directly with me and, and for me. And so we have teams and all the rest. Usually we have one meeting a month for everybody, the whole team, and then the individual teams meet weekly or bi-weekly, depending on who they are. One meeting a month, and that kind of gets us going. We're doing two meetings a week, two meetings, Monday and Thursday. Every Monday and Thursday, we're announcing things, changes, and then we're asking them, what's happened this week? Tell us some great stories of what's going on because it's so new. And it's been a highlight for many of us, these one-hour Zoom calls twice a week, because communicating is so important when there is complexity because it brings clarity. Then the final area is this. Instead of ambiguity, like where am I, you can't move with ambiguousness. You, you just can't move. You're afraid to. You're going to step on your glasses. You're going to step in a hole. But there's agility. If you get to understand what's going on, there can be movement, and the people who are moving are the people who are going to do well in this. And you heard me say last month, move towards the crisis. Don't avoid the crisis. Be ready to make decisions and changes to your schedule and your priorities. Involve people and help people. Can I repeat that? Involve people and help people. People have fear. They need you now more than ever. Do not let this crisis put you in the pause mode. Let me repeat that. Do not let this crisis put you in the pause mode. 
If you've watched every new Netflix movie, you are in the pause mode. Get off that TV, get off that computer, and go and work and do the work. Don't say, well, I've got these six weeks off, or maybe we'll start soon. No, think through. How can I do this? Have some understanding. Get some vision. Have some clarity, and then be agile and do it. You can do it. You have the ability. You built your business. You're a part of it. You need to do it. So let's look and review. We have volatility. Hopefully you have vision. Where there is uncertainty, you can begin to have understanding. Where there is complexity, can you have clarity? Can you move towards that clarity and communicate that clarity even though it's very complex? I think you can. And then finally, where there's ambiguity, there needs to be agility. Now, as we kind of turn a corner, there are six application points I want us to do. How can we apply this? Just very practical application points. And let me give them to you. Six things. These are not rocket science. This is just basic, basic stuff. But if you practice them, I think it will help you get that vision, that understanding, that clarity, and that agility. And if you have that, you are way ahead of your competition. I mean, you are light years ahead of your competition who don't even know what's going on because they're kind of living in this very complex, uh, misunderstood world that we live in. Number one, stay calm. Like, stay calm. Some leaders are panicking. What am I doing? Where am I going? Why is my debt ratios this way? Why is this? Why is that? I didn't get the PPP. I didn't get my bank. I can't find this. And people are panicking. Our families and our teams are looking to us, you and me as leaders, And they will follow our examples. Can I tell you, if you're panicked, they'll be panicked. If you're showing calmness, if you're showing a little confidence, not reckless confidence, but that deep-seated confidence that brings a calming, you will have an effect on your people, on your coworkers. You say, well, I'm not the leader. I'm just a part of a team. It's amazing. You will have an effect on your team that will be, they'll remember this afterwards. It's during the crisis that new businesses happen. It's during a crisis that you're going to get new clients. It's during the crisis. And I'll tell you personally, we had um, a business that we we did business with uh, our family with another uh, business, another owner. And this other one came along and said, oh, yeah, we can do this and we can do that. I tell you, she's going to get our business after this. Why? Because she came and helped us during a time we were trying to figure out some things. And you know what I'm talking about, and you need to be that person. You need to be for that. Let's look at number two, act. Oh, you go, Bill, that's so easy. Well, let me tell you, let us be critical thinkers. And you remember last month, I talked about critical thinking, and I defined criticizing versus critical thinking. Criticizing is the separation of people and of ideas and of concepts and of initiatives and going, no, that won't work. That's not going to work. That's not going to work. This is not what we need right now. And yes, we can criticize our government. They closed it too soon. They didn't close it enough. They're telling us to do this. They should have told us to do that. We can criticize our industry. Oh, our industry leaders are not helping us in this way. My association's not helping me in that way. And you're right. You can criticize all day or Critical thinking brings things together. You go, wow, 
I can bring these people with these ideas. Maybe these people have some money, and we can bring it together with a new concept, and we can act upon it. If you're only acting on what occurred prior to March 15th, it's not going to work. It's interesting. I get a lot of newsletters, a lot of newsletters, you know, the electronic, the blogs, and the podcasts, and I read all of these. It's just, I read too much. And I can tell the ones that were written before March 15th. They don't have a concept of the issues of the day. They were good stuff. It was all good. But it's like, this is not where we're at. You know, sometimes people write their blogs two, three, four, five, six months in advance, and then they just send them out to you electronically, and you get one on the 1st or the 15th of the month. And I was getting, I'm going, this doesn't apply to anything. We need to act now. We need to part now. We need to be critically thinking now. And yes, you can be criticizing everybody and everyone and criticize that governmental authority and why we, the beaches aren't open and all this. Or you can go, you know what? I can do something and act upon it. Number three, this is important. And you go, Bill, we're at a business event here. But this is important. Care for people. Business is about people. Yes, it's about profit. Yes, it's about programs. Yes, it's about uh, services and goods. Absolutely. All that happens because of people. Your people or your customers, their people. Your vendors, their people. Your competition, their people. And you've heard me say, help your competition a little because your competition is going to help you because there's time when they're going to go, we just can't work our way through it, and they're going to send customers to you. I've seen it over and over again. Though our businesses are impacted, the crisis brings us back to the realization that business is about people. My friends, and I call you my friends because I know you're my friends. Those of you who are normally in this room, I consider you friends. I've seen you on my walks. I've seen you on the bike trips. I've seen you at the Publix, even though behind these masks, we are friends. It's about people. This whole thing is about people. And what are you doing to help people? The next one. This is a real practical one. Learn new skills. This is a great time to learn new skills. Don't say, I don't need to learn that because the crisis is almost over. Be a lifelong learner. You go, I'm not too good with this whole Zoom thing or this Google Teams. I'm not too good with this or that. That's okay. But a month from now, don't be saying, I'm not too good with this and I'm not too good with that. Take time. You have a little extra time now. What are the things that are going to help you, your business, your family, your nonprofit work that will help you? And go learn it. You like working uh, with people from another language group? Spend some time learning the language. You have a little extra time. Whatever it takes, take the time and learn. Unbelievable. Fifth, this is important, and you know if you know me well that professionalism and excellence is so important to me. Don't settle for mediocrity. Now's the time where people can go, I'm just going to throw out this, throw out that. No, make the necessary changes to your schedule, your contacts, et cetera, to help others in a meaningful way. Now is not the time to become mediocre because what you do now, you're going to continue to do ongoing. So if you just kind of drop into this, like, 
Margaritaville feel, you're just going down to the Keys feel, you're going to keep that up. I'm telling you, my friends, I know you can't go to work necessarily. You can't be in your office or in your uh, retail center, wherever you work. I know that. But you have an opportunity not to do things mediocre because people will see that. And then mediocre is just one step from terrible. I think mediocre is terrible. We want you to be people that do things excellently and with purpose and with value. And we do that normally. Don't slip back into the other ways. And then there's a final one. Single syllable, go. Go, go. Run to your employees. Run to your clients. Run to your customers. Run to your investors. Run to your competitors. Run to your board of directors. Run to these people. Here's what we all love to do. When there is a crisis and there's bad news to tell people, we like to cower away. We don't want to go to them. I don't have good news for my customers. I don't have good news for my investors. I don't have good news for my board of directors. We're down. Well, of course you're down. They expect you to be down. Life is down. We know that. The volatility, we're down. It is a reality. But run to these people. Because if you run to these people and you care for them and you deal with them and you work with them and all of a sudden they're going to realize you care for them and you're going to move forward. And when we move beyond some of the particulars of these, this uncertainty, you're going to be ahead of the game. My goal, my friends, is that when we move forward, is that three months from now, six months from now, a year from now? Depending on your industry will depend when that is, but that you will be leading the pack of your industry. And I believe you can do it if you practice these. Now, you can't do all six, and you're not going to remember the VUCA. Just take away one thing. Just circle one of those things now, just before we close. Circle one and go, I'm going to practice that one. And when I see you, and I will, I see you out walking. Eventually, we'll see you in stores or restaurants, hopefully, I want you to tell me which one of those you're practicing. Will you do it? Our time is up. I hope you have a great month. This is another month of transition. Maybe some of you are going back to work. Some of your businesses are going to reopen. And so this is a time to practice these things that I've talked about. And God bless you, and may you have a great month ahead of you. Thank you. Thank you, Pastor Bill. It's been so great to have you on our live stream. We, we did part of Boca Lead today, which was to hear this great talk. We miss having you in person. Don't miss the opportunity to continue to have community. Call, text the people that would be at your table or people that you want to share some of this with. We encourage you to do that. And, and our Boca Lead blog post for today is live right now. So if you missed a point or you want to be able to share the recap and some of the video content with somebody, we encourage you to do that. You can go to bocalead.com slash takeaways. You see the link on the screen. And just a reminder to contribute to our Boca Lead Relief Fund. If you would like to be a part of what we're doing and helping the community during this time, you can do that. The instructions are on the screen as well. We hope to see you in the month of June, and we hope you have a great month.